0: You are listening. You are listening. You are listening to Do Not To Not Elsewhere. Not Elsewhere. Elsewhere. Elsewhere Classified.
1: Welcome to Not Elsewhere Classified, a podcast about the medical coding, health information technology, and clinical documentation improvement community. I'm your host, Brian Kui. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number twenty-eight. Today on the podcast, we have Dr. Christian Zuane. In this podcast, we talk about his transition from coming from the Dominican Republic, getting his medical degree, finding his place in America, especially when he moved to New York, and then finding his place into clinical documentation improvement. We talk about his transition as a foreign medical graduate, coming in and working as a medical assistant, working himself into case management, and ultimately finding clinical documentation improvement. And of course, before we begin, I do want to thank all the new listeners who are coming into this podcast, and of course, our recurring listeners. Please make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, especially on the iTunes or Spotify or Google Play you can also leave us again a rating and a review this definitely helps us in the ratings it helps us get noticed also to help support the podcast you could check out medicalcodinggeek.com slash partners to check out the wonderful companies who help support this podcast so without further ado here is my interview with christian zuane enjoy All right, well, everybody, welcome to not else we're classified. I have here on the podcast Dr. Christian Zouane. How are you, Christian?
0: I'm very well, Brian. Thanks for having me today.
1: <laughs> All right, well, the I, it's been a while, right? So we, I tried to the last time I tried to to get you on the podcast. You were you, I wanted to get you in person only because we used to live like literally like. Like not too far away, like county, like a county away in South Florida, and the biggest dream for us was to—I <laughs> was gonna I actually, I actually, I actually bought two microphones. I bought two microphones wow. for yeah, this. Yeah,
0: remember? Yeah. And I remember.
1: we were supposed to be over at. You lived in Aventura, or you probably still live in Aventura, right? Adventure, yeah, Florida. Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. Still, so,
0: right at, I'm right at the border of, Dade County and Broward. So if I cross the street behind me. I'm in West Park so that's already Broward, Yeah. Like I already mm-hmm. I
1: already had the perfect spot. I said, Oh let's go meet up in Hollywood Beach, uh, on the Broadwalk <laughs>
0: without wow, my microphone man. set up. Yeah. yeah,
1: but that that never really uh, happened, you know. So uh, yeah, I think at the you time know,
0: hurricanes and all of that stuff, it, it, it got it got messy. Yeah,
1: know? yeah. And then I, I had a move and then you had to move as well. It got really crazy. But I th- but I think the first time that we had ever connected was I think Uh, Even earlier than that, I think you were trying to obtain your CDIP certification and then you had came to me um, for, I guess, tutoring and... Yeah, and I'm looking at you. I remember looking at your profile, I'm like, This guy's a doctor, man. What what the heck does he need to do with with me? You know? And I you know, as you're talking to me, I was like, you know, typing in my thing, I'm like, Who's who's this guy? And I, I you know, I want to make sure, like, you know, just to get an idea of where you come from, I'm like, this guy's a doctor, what does he need with me? So I gave you advice, like, you look, like, you gotta do this, you gotta do this, you gotta do this. And then the next moment, I guess, you got your C D I P and I'm like, Well, that was good.
0: <laughs> yes, I actually do remember it was actually after I had finished taking my CCDS and my CDIP, and I said, you know, what's next? Let me see maybe the CCS. That one I knew already. It was a bit more complex, so I had to take my time. Uh, but first, I remember, like, looking through LinkedIn, I remember connecting with a few uh, people there. I think it was Dr. lemioko and I remember seeing you commenting on one of his posts, so and I, I don't know. I don't remember why, but I went into your profile, saw it said that you did tutoring for the CCF exam. So at that point, I said, you know what? Uh, let me talk to this guy. Maybe he can guide me into a direction. Maybe you know I can work with him. And remember, we connected. We spoke, and you actually gave me good advice. You, you told me, you know, if if you need any further help, just do this and this and this. If, if you want to use my services. But it doesn't sound like you really need to it looks like you're on your way. Yeah. But but we stay, you know, connected. Yeah. No. Yeah. There after that. Yeah.
1: I, I mean I when I when I do tutoring I'm not looking to get every client off the street. <laughs> you know, that's what I don't yeah, want, what I don't want. And I actually screen every client that comes to me because I think most people who who need tutoring, um, they want the A through Z. And I'm like, I don't offer the A through Z. I I am not going to give you a full boot camp. There are there are other people who who have put the energy to do that. I don't have the energy nor the time to do it. I say here, this is what you do. This I actually gave you advice that I that I did for myself uh, when I took the CDIP.
0: To me, it was great because you you really came up as someone genuine. You know, like you told me, this is this is what you can do. Because I usually I like to do things on my own. Uh, try to do things on my own and, and see because everyone learns at a different pace. They they might take a while or they might want to understand things uh, differently uh, on their own pace. So I said, you know what, I actually took the advice to, get it to I did just that, took my time, read the guide, read the book, uh, went through another couple of things and uh, until, until this day I'm still taking my time with that so I was really... Yeah, but that was I mean after that we uh we stay connected.
1: Yeah, I remember then after that um I saw another picture on LinkedIn which we'll probably talk about in a moment is where you took a picture with uh Dog MD <laughs> Dog MD yeah, at yeah. the ACDIS That's conference. It. Yeah. Yeah, and then um and then I'm like, okay, I gotta have this guy to at least talk about that because I was, you know, I guess Zdog and D at the time. Well, he's still rising, but at the time, that's when he was beginning to rise, and I was very surprised that he would be at the at the conference. And then, and then lo and behold, you take a <laughs> you take a selfie with yeah, him and post it on LinkedIn. now
0: I mean, I for a while I wanted to. That was my. My sec about my second year doing CDI already, but since the first year, I wanted to attend the active conference, and I said, you know what? For next year, I'm going. to so when I then I saw that Sea Dog was was going to the. I was like for sure I'm going there's
1: no way I'm staying. Yeah, so we'll we'll definitely talk about that. Um and then I guess more aspirations in the ACDIS conference so we'll talk about that too. But like let's go from the very top as as usual that I do with all of them all of the guests of the podcast. Let's go straight from the beginning. So let, let's talk about let's talk about it Christian. Let's start from you from the very beginning. Um and kind of start. Where did you come from, and how did you get to where you're at currently today?
0: Okay, so I'm originally from uh, the Dominican Republic, born and raised. This is where I attended uh, medical school. I graduated in 2010. After that, I already knew what my plans were going to be. I wanted to follow the conventional path, usual path, uh, to become a specialist. And I knew I wanted to come here to the United States. Uh, so I had to take my boards, as everyone does. And uh, after graduation, I started, I, I worked for a while as a physician to practice uh, general medicine while I studied also for, for my boards. Uh, after a while, uh, I, I was apparently prepared to take my test, unfortunately. The first one out of the three tests that I have to take, uh, it wasn't what I expected. I had I failed my first attempt. So at that point, I realized, you know what? Uh, I, if I, my if my final goal is going to the to become a specialist in the United States, I should be there working my way up. So at that point, I remember deciding, you know what? I'm going to move to to the U.S. I moved to New York. Uh, to To work in healthcare, make connections, and at the same time study and give my tests another try. I started working. I worked as a medical assistant, uh, which is the the common. You know, we get there and we, we are told, you know, you can get your medical assistant certification, for This is what you can do. Uh, besides that, the the other thing, the other only thing that. Uh, I knew about was doing research which I could do uh, it could be voluntary or you can actually get a job doing research so I tried I tried doing that applying for that as well but it wasn't successful so I was working as a medical assistant and continued studying and eventually was able to give my test to the boards another try at this time I passed and later I in the process I landed a job doing uh, in case management case management utilization review and I didn't I didn't really know what what it was about at the time to me I just really wanted to get closer to the to the hospital setting you know to meet people and and you know eventually I I remember telling the person that hired me you know this is I'm only I'm only doing this because I want to meet the doctors here. I want to get involved. So eventually next year, hopefully I can get into a residency position here. And I thought later when I remember leaving that interview, I said to myself, maybe I shouldn't have said that because I mean, (laughs) she's she's only going to have me for a year. I don't think, I don't think, but she, I mean, but she did. I mean, she, she saw that I really wanted it and uh, I had good experience handling working with physicians. So, uh, I started, uh, case management and utilization review at that point is when I started really uh, seeing other options. I would, I would meet people, other, other, other Ford medical graduates that were actually in a similar position that I was, but they were, they knew they were either doing something non-clinical that had good, uh, future options that, uh, as a path, a good path for, for as a profession, or they knew someone, so I would talk to them, and I would re- I would realize, hey, it's the clinical. What I was doing was not the only path. It was so many, so many options for out there, but I didn't really have uh, an idea of what I wanted to do. Still, like to me, okay, I'm I'm gonna focus on, you know, medicine, taking finish taking my tests, and that's it then i found out about cdi there was a uh, a course at nyu at that time i remember it was just because icd just because icd 10 was starting uh, soon at at that time and there there was this huge need of cdi so uh, a, a couple of friends went uh, went into the course and i would talk to them and they would tell me like you know uh, the documentation is so important. It it focus it has a great impact, huge impact on the reimbursement, quality, coding compliance, a lot of things. And I would I would actually I would say you know this is really interesting. I mean it really caught my attention at that point. So I started doing more more research as well as doing researching other options. I even remember going to I went to a conference. There's a company called Seek uh they do a conference each year for physicians trying to get out of clinical and so they, they they provide guidance for for physicians they uh, they present all the options they bring doctors who have made those transitions to uh, to other parts of healthcare it could be anything from uh, tech to t- doing consulting uh, to uh you know, there was a lot of a, a lot of a lot of options. Surprisingly, the CDEI wasn't in there. They did mention coding at some point, but it was good to see. That it there was hundreds of of physicians there for from any level. It was there was doctors from even you know like really good specialties that you would say, "Wow, wow this guy really wants to get out of medicine, like surgeons or." Uh, people, you would think there was no way that guy would leave that life for going after to but you know because he, he's probably doing good. Or people just like me who, uh, at that point, had not done residency and didn't have the license. So, so it was a good experience. Uh, when I came back from that, I realized you know it really, it really doesn't. Uh, it this is not the only path. So at that point, CDI seemed like the really best option because I was really interested in it. So that's when I, I joined the course at NYU and eventually I applied for CDI and I stayed there and I, I decided that was going to be my path. I knew I eventually knew more people that had taken CDI as their profession and, and they, they would grow from there. Uh, to more physicians.
1: So, to me, it was really interesting. So, that's S-E-A-K, right? Uh, the conference. Well, how did you spell that again? C-S-E-A-K.
0: S-E-A-K. S-E-A-K. Seek Non-Clinical Career
1: Support Okay. Physicians. All right, yeah. cool. So, I'll put that one in the notes. I thought you had... I said seek. I'm like, what is that? Okay. All right. So, I got that spelling down. All right, cool. And then, I guess a question would be, like, once you once you got into CDI, right? when did you like what what were your because you came from a utilization review standpoint. and I know like from like we've I, I've used to work with quality or they usually call them clinical effectiveness nowadays um, and I, I see like the the I guess uh, not not the similarities but a crossover between what utilization review and case management does and what CDI does in terms of documentation and then how that would translate into coding. Like, um, how could could you describe that transition when you went from, like, what did you learn from utilization review that kind of transitioned well into CDI?
0: Well, mostly, you know, the process of chart review, that was, I would say, the, the main thing, looking... Looking the through the chart as a whole, as a as a remember one of the teachers in the CDI course, she would say you have to look at the chart as a as a story. You know, from from beginning to the end. You, you have to start from your ED note, then all the way until your discharge summary. You you can't do it backwards because then you're you're gonna miss things. But the actual process of you know learning CDI. Was uh, was a was a big challenge. It was a uh, huge challenge. Even though I had that experience in in case management, to me it was like a totally totally different things because of, of of the coding part. You know the coding involvement. I remember being at the at going to class after work, and and I would sit there and the and the uh, person giving us the class. It was like Okay, so here's the example. What's missing here? You know what 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 needs further clarification? And I would say I don't find I I can't seem to find anything <laughs> wrong with it. To be honest, like, I, you know, I would I would see they would give us uh, exercise examples, and I would see everyone you know writing stuff down, and, and I'm looking through the chart, and I'm telling myself, Oh my god, am I mean I've already passed my board, I mean, I, I know I, I have clinical knowledge, but what is wrong? What am I missing here, you know? But it, it's a totally, I think it's a totally different process. And uh, I think depending, obviously, on your background, uh, you're able to approach it in a, in a different, certain different way. But to me, it was, at the, at the beginning, it was just like, there was no way I could understand. So it took a while. It it,
1: took, it takes a while. But, like, I, I guess, because yeah. you you were trained as a physician, right? And then you're telling me, yeah. you being trained as a physician, I don't care what program it is. I'm, I'm assuming just in general, right? So, like, you yeah. get encountered with clinical documentation improvement. You're told to improve documentation. And you're like, what? So you have – there's no, like – there's nothing clicks. So, I guess my question, like you know, my question would be like, how would actual physicians do that? You know, like you know, is is that the same way, or are they not trained? Like, what's the extent of do- of training in school that they have in documentation?
0: No, and I don't think. I mean, we're not. That's the thing. We're not trained in in the specific, let's say, coding guidelines. I remember that this is this is something that I would. I mean, at least on my experience, because I uh, come from the school abroad. But it is my understanding that here, like, it's not included. And even when you when you study for the board at that time, I actually know because it doesn't. Even after I started doing CDI, I was still studying. I would I would look at the questions, and I knew it was there. So is the actual wording that they want. It, this is this is something that I realize that and I think this is a good thing coming from a physician background having to work with physicians, having to clarify the documentation because we've actually I've actually been through the process of like actually at the end understanding what it is about and actually letting them know, like I remember letting the doctor know, hey, listen, I you're not, this is the first thing I would tell them. You you were not taught this. You're not supposed to know, because it's it's the wording. Because I would say the same thing. I would I would read the record and I would say yes, this patient looks really. It seems in my mind, if the patient's really sick. what else do you what what else do you need? <laughs> yeah. and, and but and it, but it's but it's simple. You know, it's it's the wording. I remember, in uh, my first job as a CDI, I was working with a, a group of nurses. There were also CDs, and they would tell me, "Listen, it's the warning. Don't overcomplicate yourself. I know you're trying to look at the case, and and because uh, your brain works differently, you're you're trained to diagnose. So when you're trained Correct. to diagnose, you're actually when you when, when I practice these questions let's say for for the board, they're asking me for management. They're asking they're asking me for a diagnosis. So w- while I'm reading the question. In the back of my mind, I have to start building a diagnosis that it just comes in the back of my head. Okay, I'm I'm reading this this case, and at the end, I already know in the back of my mind it's sepsis, but it's not documented. The word sepsis is not in the chart, but but I, but I know it's sepsis. So this is why I think there was a this big challenge transitioning, having the doctors uh, approaching the doctors to clarify documentation. Because eventually they would say they would say the same thing I would say, it's already there. Yeah, like, like, it's like, like what it's, do you it's, mean? It's, it's <laughs> obvious, like is it obvious to you? And I and I have a, a I have a, there's a, a really funny story that I would tell from uh, from my first job as a CDS and um, our director she used to take a look at our charts at the end, whether to see whether our uh, our query was uh, wasn't actually necessary, so she would go through the chart, and and uh, remember there was one specific case that the doctor had documented sepsis on his HMP, but not, but it was never mentioned like, what happened to the sepsis if it was ruled in, ruled out if it was treated, nothing. It was, it was just documented once. So she tells me, you know what, we we need to have ask the doctor for clarification on this case for her to tell us if it, if the case was actually, the sepsis was actually ruled out, ruled in, what happened to it. And I remember I was just starting and I, <laughs> I, and I told her it's just there. It, it's there. I mean, she already documented because I knew that was, that was what the doctor was going to complain about. So Mr. Scher, she told me we still have to ask. So I, I go to the doctor, uh, I went to the, to office and I sit down and I said, I listen, doctor, I know, this is, uh, you documented this, but unfortunately, we need to have it clarified. We need to know if steps this was ruled in, if it was ruled out, because it was not mentioned again in the chart. And, and she said exactly the same thing I thought she was going to say. She said, but it's documented there. Can't you just take it from that? I mean, it, it's there. And I said, you know, I understand where you're coming from. It, does, it doesn't really make sense to me. It didn't make sense to me at that point. You know, and and I told her it, it doesn't make sense to me, but these are the rules. These are uh, these are the coding rules that we need to follow, and this is uh, this is this is the documentation we need for for the record to be strong and, and to show consistency. And the doctor said to me, you know what, Christian, as long as you and I agree that this this doesn't make any sense, I'll go ahead and document it for you. You know, so and she did. But eventually, it's just. Uh, eventually i did learn why so i was able to explain better to to the physicians why the need of taking that diagnosis all throughout the chart not just documenting it once and letting it just slip and, and disappear mm. you know
1: yeah now i remember i remember times where you know it's tough, right? Because when you when you try to explain it, like, I I wrote it, I wrote it there. I said, no, I'm sorry, that's not enough. What do you mean? What do you mean it's not enough? Like it would get into heated arguments. I like, whoa, 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 calm down. <laughs> you gotta calm down, you know. And I see, like I I myself, even though I'm not clinical, I see like what they're what they're dealing with, you know. Like I wrote it, you know. Why do I have to write it every time? And they they're not aware of those documentation rules that are set by you know the CMS or any of the regulatory agencies that say you have to document it through according to the guidelines, you know, all the way through discharge or whatever. If, if even if it's like some days they say like possible, probable, they have to make sure that it's you know documented through through discharge. So I, I get it, you know. And when I when I when I was doing CDI, it's like you you can't approach it from a standpoint of trying to attack the doctor and and through the years you know because you don't know i guess they're they're what they're going through like for example seeing 40 patients <laughs> and then going to you know going to uh their office time and and then they have on call like this you know i i put that into perspective first and then let them know say hey this is what we need um, according to you know, you know, guidelines and things like that, that makes your documentation better. So that way, uh, you know, you can, you know, there's no problem about it once it gets into the building process.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely. Uh, I totally agree. It's just a process, and we have to approach it uh, through to that point of view that you know they are busy. They they have. I mean, we're not the only ones. Calling them or emailing them, they have nursing, they they have uh, discharges to do. So all of a sudden, you calling them, telling them, "Hey, listen, you didn't document this diagnosis again." It's like okay. you have to figure out a way to actually be, you know, empathetic with them and and approach at a, a good time and try to explain. So uh, coming from with my background, I would tell them, "Listen, I." I mean, I know I didn't know this. My job here is to help you understand these things, and so you can eventually do a good job. I mean, I'm just, I'm just the the mailman here, you know. I'm, and between coding and, and yourself, I I know what you go through. I I know what you're trying to say, but this is the actual wording. This is the proper documentation that that we need to have. It's it's not a thing of you know, we're trying to, you're just trying to increase, reimbursement. you know, that's what they say, or is this okay for you to, it's like, no, it's it's how it's supposed to be, it's, it's the correct way, we're not, so it takes a while, but we, we can definitely get there.
1: I mean, I, I I get a sense, you know, I've I've heard it before, like, oh, you're you're like the the tenth call in upon me arriving into the hospital, you know, like like we I used to call them like like first thing when I get in the morning, and then I'm like, oh well, you know, let let the doctor you know ease on in, have his coffee, you know, get on in there, see a couple patients, get in a nice rhythm, and then, you know, let them know, you <laughs> know, get them yeah. in the
0: you know. I remember in uh, at uh, my first job at the CDI, they used to call it the the chart police. Yeah, because they would. I mean, and I remember it, it was it was it was like oh I saw I saw Doctor So and So around in the cafeteria. I was like, wait a minute, not the cafeteria. I mean, it, that's you know we would show up and in, in, in the floor and, and they would be like, oh my god, how did you find me?
1: yeah Yeah. i I remember one time and i i I had when i when i was a cdi i i I had a system right i knew i mean it's not that i i oh i was hunting doctors but i i i wasn't hunting doctors to to ask royce i was i was observing their um their habits like where would they go first like what floor would they go first and almost every time they start from the top And they go to the bottom, so that way they don't have you know. Once they get to their car, they just boop from 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 second floor to first floor, go to the garage, and go off. So um, I know they start from the first floor, but I but there's some doctors that come in early, real early, you know, like five a.m. early, and then by the time they finish, they're already on the second floor. So those doctors I want to meet first. So my my strategy uh, when I used to go to the floor. Was go to the second floor. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if they're all at the top, I start at the bottom and I work my way up like i no matter what you still got to meet these doctors if you're going from the top down yeah,
0: you would you would meet them halfway yeah if yeah. you're going
1: from the top down you're chasing doctors so like i said you know what i'm just going to filter like like a like a coffee filter you know go from the bottom and like you know kind of squeeze like the french press you know go up and up and up and up like third floor oh i got a couple doctors oh i got a couple doctors it was perfect because i would catch him there and the same thing like like um like like doctors like there was one doctor i i remember very well he he looked at me like because I, I did a, I was in a, I was was part of a five hospital um, system. And when I moved, I followed I, I transferred to another hospital. I I followed the same thing. It was a smaller facility, too. It was only like five floors. So I start again, second floor, third floor. Once I get to the third floor, I see the doctor that I see at other hospitals. Then he looked at me. He says, "Are you? How do you know I was here?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like his eyes you were wide, like like way, like a, like
1: the the deer's in the headlights. How do you know I was here? I said, first of all, and I explained to him. I said, "Look, I'm, I ain't gonna lie, doctor. Look, look, number one, and I I had a system down too because the electronic health record system it it it's good because it it date it time stamps you. So what I did was I look at. Uh, I used the, I, I I really trended him, so I looked at all of his progress notes, I looked at the time that he entered it, so that means he was there at that time, and he was, this is one doctor that was consistent, every time, every time, same floor, same patient, so I went up straight to the floor, he said, how'd you know
0: I was there? <laughs> wow, yeah, you had, you had a really good strategy, yeah. <laughs> you had a...
1: Yeah, he was yeah. he was caught by wow. surprise. So now, you know, that's how you that's how I I guess, you know, um I guess the name of the game when you're as a CDI specialist is not so much like the queries, but I think more of making connections with physicians like as you've done uh moving up into the CDI role. I think that's more important than placing queries because I think once you get past the queries, even though you have to place the queries for product productivity's sake, um, to me like I think the the end goal is true at just just education you know educating the physicians on the fly you know and making sure that they understand the rules and then they 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 write perfectly without the query
0: yeah so you can actually tell when they're they're trying to to uh i would say avoid you querying them because it's say on uh the previous hospital I used to work at had this doctor and he I would go on him. He would see majority of the patients, so it was an internal medicine doctor. So He would uh, see the majority of the patients that I would query him on, and but he was really good responding. He wasn't like any one of these doctors that didn't want to uh, bother or anything. I know he was, you know, he had a lot of work. He had, he was stressed out, but I would see his notes, and he would actually go ahead and I would see his lines, and he he would say, uh, AKI. Acute on chronic CKD three, uh, acute blood uh, acute anemia uns, unspecified. Like I don't really know. Uh, he he didn't really know at that point what was the what was the cost, cause. Because I knew I was going to ask. Does this patient has yeah bleeding? Does does he have acute blood loss anemia? He would he would say it right away. So all those points uh, he would bring it up and bringing up that point also where you were talking about about uh, making the connections with the doctor. That same doctor. I do remember him. Uh, I, I was sending the prayers electronically, but at one point, like I would see him around in the floor when I was walking by, and and I would tell him, "You're doing great, you know. You're answering yeah, the prayers right you away go. And he would, and and he would say, and he would tell me, "You know what? I mean, I'm busy and all." And and I would tell him, like, you know, your your numbers are doing really good. You're look, they're looking great. And he would tell me, you know, hopefully administration sees that. And, uh, I mean, I, and he said, you know, I do it, I'm busy, but I know because it's you sending them, that's <laughs> why I, that's why that's why only I because it's my, you,
1: I answer and, the query. <laughs> and, and,
0: and only, only because it's you, you know, because it's you, you know, I have developed a, a good relationship with them and, and with the majority of them, they were, they were really good. So I was really fortunate on that side. but that's it. I mean, developing that relationship most most of all with your physicians and just letting them know that you're there to help you know to instruct them and it's both actually both ways you learn from them that they learn from you and you learn from them you know you sit down there he, these doctors will start explaining oh so okay, this patient has this, and he would start writing down a chart, you know explaining how this is because this is how this fees worked and all that and I would be like, wow, so I would tell him, okay, so now we understand how the disease works now I'm going to show you how to document it properly so so it can reflect the the proper code. Oh, okay,
1: so there's like an yeah. open exchange of education yeah
0: yeah definitely yeah, yeah. that's why that's why I like c d i so much is because i i mean I continue learning on 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 my own uh you know uh, from from my own background from as as a physician yeah
1: yeah and i like that's where like i mean my training yes was very limited, you know anatomy physiology, pathophysiology, but like once you start dealing with doctors on a daily basis, you gotta take advantage man you know <laughs> i yeah. took i took a really hard advantage over over a span of twelve years just you know knowing how they work, what do they deal- deal with not also from not just from uh you know, understanding the disease process, but from their workflow, you know, what do they have to deal with in their office? What is it that they got to deal with in their billing? Um, you know, not just just the clinical portion, which was great, you know, they tell me all of this, and then I do the same thing as so, well, you know, based on this, you have to document, you also have to consider documentation in this regard. And, you know, that, I think th- those kind of, you know, things you cannot I guess uh, teach <laughs> for a specific CDI, and that's what you'll never get in training.
0: Definitely, definitely, yeah, it's very important.
1: Okay, so you you your first CDI position was in New York, right?
0: That's correct. Yeah.
1: Okay. So so then afterwards, you you found yourself in Florida. How did you make the move uh, from New York to Florida?
0: Yeah. Well, the move to Florida was actually. Actually, something that we were planning uh, for a while, and it, it was mostly, let's say, because of weather issues. I would say, you know, and uh, the. Um,
1: it ain't the Dominican Republic. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: it ain't the Dominican Republic. We wanted something not obviously to resemble the exact same thing, but something more similar. We uh, we realized that the uh, the let's say the way of living. In New York, a big city where uh, my wife and I were both from from a small town in the Dominican Republic. We're not used to a you know, town being uh, place being so uh, so populated, you know, as New York City. So it was, it was a great experience for us to grow as professionals, to gain experience. Like I learned a lot, a huge lot. And when we made the the transition, the it was actually through a, uh, i I started looking for a work I found out uh, this hospital and they they were looking for a cdi they haven't had a CDI for almost a year. they had everything in place they had they had the whole system and everything in place, but they just needed someone to basically jump start the process and yeah it, it, to be honest, it was also a challenging experience i was I was really. I was kind of afraid of the whole thing because I was coming from uh, a big hospital, a uh, big CDI department. We were like around 12 CDIs 12 CDI wow. total in yeah. my department. Mm-hmm. From there, going to be the only CDI. Yeah.
1: You
0: know, re- reporting directly to uh, medical records, but to the CFO as well and to administration. Oh, wow, yeah. And basically, yeah, jump starting the whole process. Uh, right away so I said you know I, I was like man these people I've, I had only been doing CDI for a year so a year and a half and I said these people really want to hire me because I mean right now I'm not gonna have I'm not gonna have someone to to ask a question to like I like I had but I know there's a lot of things but it was I mean it was great I mean uh, I was there for for two years and it was it's a totally different experience new uh and this time uh, at that hospital i had to i was involved with other departments directly something i didn't have to do in my first cdi experience so i really learned a lot i i was involved with case management now i was involved with quality uh, i had to uh, go to mo- to uh, monthly meetings i would talk to the doctors on a on a monthly basis telling them about uh, my common findings uh, talking about uh, education uh, an improvement house how CDI was was so important and it it was a great experience it was something closer to to all the other disciplines It would really expand it and the actual the uh, the skills itself of of CDI I was actually able to to learn a lot more because now I was closer to the physicians here, uh, and uh, and they would they would uh, come around and sit down at the office. I was at the uh, sitting down at the dictation lounge. So they would come in, and and then we would just talk. You know, uh, at least with the majority of them, they were they were really nice. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I had I had good interaction with them, okay. and uh, it, it was a great experience.
1: So like you were the 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 one-man show so like how did that work yeah, so you had to do thing. the monthly meetings plus you had to do your caseload and reconcile and all <laughs> and all of that
0: yes 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 I obviously I, I had the group of coders uh, mm. we're not on site but yeah so I also had to you know uh, talk to them uh, we had a monthly call I would talk to them they would uh, we, I would get feedback from them and, and, and vice versa, like findings that we would see, things that they would capture that I didn't on the front end, so they would let me know also what things I could I could capture for them on the front end. Or I mean, they were also in charge of denials. They would get the denial, so they would let me know uh, what things to look for uh, and talk to the physicians about just so we can uh, get that taken up front.
1: So at this point now, like in in your career, um, you've been doing CDI for how long?
0: For now, it's been three, three and a half years, three and a half years, almost four.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So I guess a good question that I have is like, if I I know there, you know, and I I guess going back to to when you... um, when you were hired as a as a utilization or case manager um and you mentioned like you know my goal is to do this i remember one one interview where we had with a foreign medical graduate uh for a cdi position and he was telling us his same goal you know like hey uh, i i'm here um and it made it seem like it was just a transition you know like I transition yes. to move mm-hmm. into something bigger, something like how you explained it. Like, okay, I'm just here to meet doctors. <laughs> I'll do the job, no yeah. problem. I have, the, yeah. I have the I have the I have the skill set, exactly. not a problem. But it really is just a stepping stone for me to do something much bigger. And and this guy, and this guy like did the same thing. He said, no, I I'm here because I want to learn. But then my and I guess the question comes up: What is your five year? uh, goal. I said, well, my goal is to move up into administration. And I said, when, when would that be, (laughs) you know, we want, we want to keep you here, man. And then he, 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 like he did the same thing. You know, the one thing that I, that I noticed with, with foreign medical graduates that, that I think people try to grab into is just the fact that when they speak to physicians, they, they, they're at that level, you know, of, of, um, of education. But, you know, that's what we wanted because all of us, you know, at the time we were just nurses and myself, uh, H.I.M. specialist, uh, H.I.M. professional. um, We didn't have a foreign medical graduate to actually do that type of level of speaking. And I think it usually takes that level of, you know, someone who has done medicine to talk to somebody in medicine. Because like you mentioned, you know, earlier, like the just the understanding is totally different from a perspective of Correct. a physician versus somebody mm-hmm. in terms of understanding of classification and documentation from, from a CDI perspective, it's totally different.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So we, I guess at the end I, I, I said, look, how long are you going to be here? <laughs> you know? like, I just, I'm not, you know, the same way. I'm, I, Cause I guess, I guess in interviews you like, like, I guess in interviews, I've learned, you know, just just say what you got to say, you know, like just don't beat around the bush, you know. If you're gonna stay for two years, tell me you're gonna stay for two years. And I said, "How?" And so I went back because this was a peer interview. And I go back to my boss. I said, "Look, how long do you need him here?" I said, two years." Would you hire him? I said, "Yeah." Like, that's it. Uh, if we could have him for two years, then you know that would be that would be so much Good. better. Unfortunately, yeah. we didn't hire him though. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, the person at least
0: you know that that person is honest. That's what I think that. The, the director at the time saw in me is that, you know, this guy he's on it, he he's qualified, a bit. he's on it, you know he, he's telling me what, what he's after but you know, uh, it's a good start, at least you know the guy's on it and he's telling you right away so yeah
1: <laughs> So so for those that are, are in the same path as you, you know, starting off um, coming in to the United States uh, as a foreign medical graduate, like what would you what would you like? I guess if somebody came to you, like a foreign medical graduate, say, "Hey, uh, Doctor Zouane, what, what would you what would you advise me? Like the same way you came to me about the the, the certification exam, uh, a foreign medical graduate would come to you and say, "Hey, uh, Doctor Zouane, what would you what would you say to me, or what would I need to do to get to where you're at as a clinical documentation improvement professional?".
0: Yeah, usually I would let before uh, I would let tell them, you know, get as close as you can to uh, to the field, get involved if they're already doing something, uh, if they're working at the hospital, try to talk to the person uh, in charge of CDI at that hospital uh, but the main thing I, I would really tell them is to take a course in coding because it, I, I did realize that, I mean, I, it's, when I started that class initially, they were talking about CDI, but it was a uh, CDI, and then another day was a coding class, and uh, after a while was that I actually realized that what what I was uh, deficient at was the coding part because the clinical I knew, but I needed to have that that coding knowledge of you know the coding guidelines first first of all how how do they work, uh, how are we supposed to code what's a principal diagnosis what's the secondary what's an exclude note, uh, when do we uh, how do we code sepsis as a, as a first diagnosis, and when do we code that second? You know all those things that they were I remember they were probably mentioned uh, at at the class that I was at, but when I started, I remember if someone had said something inside the, the office in the department, I would have you know, I had my ears open, just listening to everything that they say and and I would say, you know how how do these things uh, how do you know these things? And I remember my manager at the time, my director, she would always tell me, the resources are there. Do you, you guys have all these books? Uh, there are resources, uh, books from Active. And it wasn't until, uh, until after I purchased those books and started reading and, and I read them a couple of times that I realized, okay, so all the answers are here. I was just like, you know, so I would tell someone, I usually tell them, you know, take a coding class, uh, get the books from Actis, uh, at least the pocket guide, and I would say it's also the CCBS study guide because they're, it, it's also, both of them together are really good. And now I think Actis has an apprenticeship program. Uh, I've, I've seen that, so I've, I've actually directed a couple couple of people there because I said, you know what, I mean, it, it sounds good, it doesn't. Guarantee anything, but at least it gets you started. I mean, I haven't. I don't know. I'm assuming it, it it's good for for starting. But but it's a start, you know, getting uh, getting to know the terms and getting to know the coding. But I think coding uh, is it's the main thing to look for for starting and obviously developing, uh, making going out there making friends. Building relationships, asking questions—that's how—that's how I originally got into the field. In the first place, I showed up. Uh, the hospital was where I was working. They had a uh, a dinner, uh, like a conference dinner, and I saw it on LinkedIn. And they said, you know what? Having, if you have any C D I experience, or if you're clinical, if you know something about C D I, uh, you can come join us at dinner, and I said, you know what, I, w- I was taking the class at that time at NYU, so I said, you know what, uh, let's go, maybe, you know, there'll probably be uh, 50 people there trying to apply for a position, maybe they have just a few, but you know what, at least uh, I, I get started.
1: Yeah, at, least, so you get, at least
0: you get dinner. Got, <laughs> yeah, at least I get to rack. <laughs> And... when I, it was, I was surprised when I got there, it was only, it was only four people. Wow. Uh, It was only four people. I said, wow, I mean, this is amazing. so I got to sit with the person who eventually hired me uh, at the same table and I was, I mean, I didn't have that much of a great idea about CDI coding, but I was telling them about how uh, how good the class I did with you was and my experience and uh, we talked to, uh, here and there about DRGs and, and coding, you know, a couple of things that I had picked up from the class. Ah, good, yeah. And, 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 and she was, Yeah, yeah. And, and, I mean, I'm telling you it was, it was great. The next day uh, the recruiter called me and she said, you know, if uh, the manager, she wants to have an interview with you and, and that's how I got my, uh, landed my first position in cdi is just you know getting out
1: there you know yeah i like that that how you how you snuck in even though you don't even know what you're talking about (laughs) probably didn't know what you're talking about at least i think for for most people that are listening if you're if if you have at least a connection with a professional i mean one thing is just to talk you know regular talk but then sneak in some of those terms that they are aware of and because they're in a dinner setting, they're not going to like really deep ask you about it. They just You just throw it out there like, oh, I know about diagnosis-related groups. I know about APRs. I know about SOI. And they're like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, the
0: course goes to this and it goes goes, yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember. You know, like,
1: like you're long in. Long. Like was this is, I'm in. It was, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah it, when I look back, I was. If when I look back, I was like, "What was I even talking about?" Like I couldn't remember what I. You know? <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> so you got you know? dinner, and you you yeah. at least made a made a good connection. That was
0: nice, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I I showed interest. You know, there I you mean, go. You show interest. Yeah. You show interest. You you develop that relationship, and you just you know you you let them know that this is, uh, I mean for this position, I didn't. Uh, I already told her. I uh, told the person that I was not. I was considering doing CDI as a as a career following CDI, and uh, and she actually was was one of the persons who actually encouraged me and told me, you know, you can from here you can go a lot of places, not just the thing as CDI. You, you knowing this, doing CDI, learning coding, you can do a lot of things. So that's when I actually knew when I started that job that I wanted to follow that path. And, uh, and not the conventional path of, of clinical medicine.
1: So most recently, last, was it, was it a year ago? Was it a year ago? Yeah, it had to be a year ago. You, um, you went to the ACDIS conference. That was in Correct. uh, Las Las Vegas, Las right?
0: Vegas, yeah,
1: it was great. So, so what so, made you, what made you decide to, that that was your first one. Yeah, that
0: was my first one. That was my so first what conference.
1: made you decide to go to the, the, the ACDIS conference over in Las Vegas?
0: <laughs> well, Ever since I started CDI, I, you know, I when I realized that I, that I had to like, I really wanted to be involved in the atmosphere, get to know more people, get to know more uh, how how other programs work, and, and and just get and just get like really really involved with it. I just wanted to attend the Actors Conference. I had read, I had all their resources, and I knew it was, they really focused on on cdi and what it's all about so the first year i I couldn't attend that i was doing cdi so i really wanted to go i finally went and it was it was it was great i mean uh, the it's very well organized they have uh so much uh, conferences going on throughout the day i would say so much that that it's really hard to choose i would find myself sometimes uh, signing for one and then when it just had just started i would send up and i was like oh wait but i'm really interested yeah. <laughs> this one goes, so to the other one the bad thing is that if they don't they don't repeat the the conferences so you, if you don't go to to that first one you just miss it oh, uh, they want that's yeah. one of the not negative things but i mean it, it it's great i, I got a you gotta to you got to
1: pick and choose yeah
0: yeah i got a i got a chance to uh, to meet new people, connect with, with new people with the conference, you actually learned a lot it was really interesting. Uh, I was able to to get some of that information that I learned there and and put it to work uh, back in my hospital uh, like during my during my process uh, met, met a lot of new friends, uh, actually connected with a lot of colleagues. That especially that I didn't even know there were CDI colleagues from school, med school, back in the Oh, really? That, yeah. Oh, nice. That, that I didn't know were doing CDI and were were there, so that was pretty fun. Really, really, really great. I would encourage everyone to go.
1: And then you also had the opportunity to to meet up with, um, which I was surprised about, uh, Z Dog, Z Dog MD.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. That was also one of the main reasons why I decided to. I, I said, <laughs> this year, when I saw that speed up was going, I said, this year, I'm not going to miss this, this conference. So, yeah, I got a chance to. Honestly, at first, I didn't think I was going to be able to get close and, and even take a picture. Uh, I just decided, you know, I, I usually sit, sit in the front row uh, in all the conference because I... I tend to distract myself really very easily, so I like to be up front. And I said, you know what? Maybe I'll get there early. You know, I'll sit up front, and maybe after he's done, because I thought he might come in from the back or something. Maybe I can I can shake at least shake his hand. You know, maybe, maybe yeah. that. You know. But so I, when I came in early after I had my breakfast, I came in through the door, and it was like 15, 20 minutes earlier before uh, before it started. And I went went into one door, and he was coming in through the door on the side. Like, we were coming in at the same time, going to the front. There was, like, three or four people there. So, and I, I was like, whoa, that's, him. And, when, <laughs> no, that's, him. that's really him. and when he he actually reached a small group that was there, uh, and and one of them, I, I saw her. Asking him like, "Hey, can we take a picture of you?" And he was like, "Oh, it was really nice." He was like, "Yeah, I'll take a picture." And I said, "This is my chance, you know. This is, now it's my chance to take a picture." <laughs> so, so I said, "So now, when I when I turned around behind me, there was already a line made oh, of wow. like of like twenty people who wanted to take the picture." And I, he was actually going to the other side. And uh, I, I, I guess I, I grabbed him by by the arm and I said, "Hey." Uh, it's my turn now. Don't go that way. Just take a picture. <laughs> he was actually, he was actually pretty cool. And, you know, if you see the picture, it was taken from, from down up. Cause so he, he took my cell phone. And he said, you know what? Since you're tall, I'm the selfie king. So I'm going to take the picture. So he took my cell phone. And he, <laughs> and he was able to put it there. So was, That's why. So that's how I was able to take the, the picture with, with C. Yeah. So he was, he was great. Uh, his, his message in the, his message was was really good. Uh, was great. He talked about healthcare 3.0 and how can uh, we can work, you know, to to do a, a more personalized care for patients using obviously technology and and all the resources that we have. It's just like taking medicine and just taking the good parts of it it was a it was a really really great message very inspiring
1: now how i guess that that was that's my thing that's my question with that like uh you know when you when you look at or when you review um z dog's uh i guess his uh how would i call it his um his journey and his his message what he's trying to go for like how how would and I know he mentioned it afterwards, like, oh, I went to this ACDIS conference. I met with a bunch of nurses and physicians uh, on documentation. But like like I guess my thing is how based upon what he wants, personalized, you know, more um, intimate, I guess, you know, physician to to patient healthcare. Like, how, how does CDI fall into that mix? Because like, I know truthfully, sometimes, again, when we, when we were talking about earlier, sometimes we can be a bother to physicians. But, like, how would that CDI, how would CDI fit into that Health 3.0 model that he talks about?
0: Yeah, I don't... Well, It's a tough
1: question. That's it, why I... Yeah, why like, I know. Like, I,
0: and I, I do remember that was one of the questions. That was actually a question when I uploaded a picture. You asked me that question, but his—he he didn't. I mean, as as far as what I remember, he at any point he didn't link anything that had to do with, uh, you know, with CDI, like how it how it fit. It, it was just his keynote about message about what he what his goal is, what his his message is, and what they're trying to implement with with what he's doing. You know, that's why to me it was like you know I I thought the same thing, but then I realized you know what there was no connection there. There was really no connection. I mean, maybe someone else. God, you can you can have someone else, but I don't I don't I don't really. Yeah, know.
1: like that's that was the one thing. I'm like, how how do you how do you make how do you make that without seeming i guess that's the goal i guess that's not i mean it's not like something that can be fixed overnight you know that's i think the newest thing if you're trying to mold cdi into that health 3.0 uh model i guess the real goal of it is like my my ideal way of it fitting is cdi not being so annoying yeah (laughs) exactly to physicians you know that's that's my only that's my only solution but the but but that's my answer, but again, the always in terms of any solution that you come up with is how, and I think that's that's the newest thing now. I think when I see CDI moving forward, is how is CDI not going to be annoying to the physicians to the point where now you see a lot of you know physicians fighting back with with burnout and things like that. It's like right. why are you on my back? And you see, you know, especially with his alt- alternative, um, um, I guess. Um, is one of his characters a doc, Was it uh, uh, Doc Vader? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, he, where he makes a lot of it, makes fun of administration, EMR, even coding. Like he makes fun of coding as well. Yeah. But like yeah, you know, yeah. how do, you, mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you how would you approach that from a health report? I think that's that's probably the newest thing uh, that needs to be figured out in CDI.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Well, man, it's been an hour. Can you?
0: Believe... Been an hour. Wow. <laughs> we, we can. Made we can it. Yeah. Can we made it can you believe that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let's let's. Uh, well, again, I do want to thank you for for being part of the podcast. I do have two more questions for you, uh, Dr. Zouane. All right. You can Dr. Zouane, Dr. Z Dog, Dr. Z Dog (laughs) -dog Two Point Oh. My my first question before uh, is um, what what does the future hold for you? I know you talked about CDI, but like, and then in your current role as a CDI specialist, but and and your background as a foreign medical graduate, what do you see yourself uh, in the future? Well,
0: my goal right now is just basically continue to. Uh, to do a, a good job, uh, work uh, as hard as I can, learn as much as I can, and and continue to grow and and see what other paths uh, open through through this profession, wh- which I can follow. Is basically I don't I don't have anything uh, set in mind yet because. As time goes by, I, I learn so much, and then I learn new things that I realize, oh, maybe, uh, maybe it can be this, or maybe it can be the other way. And there's not there's nothing set yet, but I I will continue to to um, to uh, to learn and uh, continue to you know add value, acquire new skills, and do the best I can. And see what what other things I can do in the future. Yeah.
1: Are you going to the the, the conference next year, the CDI CDI's conference? It's in Orlando. Oh
0: yeah, I saw that. I mean, I, when I saw that, I said this one I can probably go because I don't have to. I'll just I can just drive there. Maybe take the take the family with me and have them go to Disney World while I go to the ah. while I go to the conference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I think uh-huh. it's um I forgot what what resort is it. It's in um the Gaylord Conference. The Gaylord uh resort. Okay. Uh, that's it's Right off uh, Osceola. yeah, Kissimmee. Kissimmee. There you go. Yeah. Kissimmee. Yeah, so yeah it's, it's cool a big fight. one. Uh yeah. All right, cool. So I'm I'm planning to go there. I actually um I threw in I threw in the pot uh for me to speak there. So that way I don't have to, oh, nice. <laughs> to paste so much. Oh, did you get an answer yet? So, no, so, not yet. Not yet, not yet, we'll see. um if not, i I'm, I'm gonna still be there Just because again, like i I live in I live in Orlando now, and that that resort, man, it's like three exits away from you, so I'm not, wow, nice. I'm not that far away, yeah, that's good. yeah, I just take nice. one i yeah I just take a a major road and boom, I'm right there, maybe like ten minutes away, so that's one of the best things that I like living in that area, all right, my final question is uh you mentioned a lot of things. Um, especially in CDI, especially helping out with the with those in a background and foreign medical graduate to becoming a CDI. But what, what last, um, what best words of advice uh, could you give to our audience?
0: I would say the well, basically the advice that I tend to follow is is uh, keep improving. You know your current skills. Uh, always find to learn new ones. I like to say that. Uh, if you're really interested in in growing in a particular area, you have to go all in in whatever it is that you're doing, so so you can continue to add value. You know, read, uh, stay up to date, so reach out and uh, make connections, connect with people. Use LinkedIn. You know, LinkedIn has been has been uh, great for me. I mean, uh, LinkedIn is the way you and I connected. How you and I connected. Uh, the I have got. I have, I have been offered two jobs in CDI through because of LinkedIn that I probably you know otherwise couldn't have gotten. And you know, going to conferences, listening to to podcasts, uh, just like uh, the one you're doing, you know. And, and uh, uh, yeah, and don't be afraid to to challenge yourself. I would say also that same thing. Uh, don't don't be afraid to to go for it.
1: Well, there you have it that is my interview with christian zuane christian again thank you for being part of the podcast you could find christian on linkedin and for the show notes from our interview you can go to medicalcodinggeekcom slash podcast and also check out the picture of him and Dog md and of course we end this podcast by me telling you to go out and create content share it and speak up Not Elsewhere Classified as presented and produced by Medical Coding Geek. Music was brought to you by 43 and Coyote Hearing. Medical Coding Geek offers tutoring and media services for the medical coding, health information, and CDI community. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at M-E-D Coding Geek. That's M-E-D Coding Geek. You can also find us on our website, medicalcodinggeek.com, where you can find and listen to all the podcast episodes plus the show notes from today. Make sure to subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. We would definitely appreciate it. And again, thank you for being part of this podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kui, and you have just listened to Not Elsewhere Classified.
0: MedicalCodingGeek.com.